Hi, welcome to Digital Explained to My Mom, the podcast that cuts through the marketing wah-wah. My name is Sultan Simnali. I'm a business consultant passionate about marketing and technology. A couple of months ago, I had a hard time explaining to my mom what I was doing in my day job. I struggled so much that she politely said, hmm, interesting, would you like more coffee? Talking about an experience with friends and colleagues, I realized that I was not alone. This is why I have decided to go on a quest. Find a marketing professional that will be able to tell me who they are, what they do, in words my mom would understand. Enjoy the show. So welcome everyone to a new episode of Digital Explained to My Mom. Uh, today I have the pleasure to have Fatima Ross with us. She's Director of Content and Creative uh, Marketing EMEA for Engagement Factory, uh, which is a Blend360 company. Uh, she's based in South Africa, uh, which is kind of the sunny part of the world. Uh, it's still called here in Europe. Um, and she brings us a wealth of experience. Uh, she has worked in many industries and she brings a lot of marketing experience. And it's a real pleasure to have you today. Welcome, Fatima. Thank you so much for having me, Sultan. Or should I call you by your stage name, King Salt? <laughs> uh, King Salt brings old memories, <laughs> which we'll skip today. But <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's one of my friends at the university that came up with that name, and I, I kind of like it. Um, mm. So it's a double of the, the King title. But um, so, Fatima, I, I tried to introduce you the best uh, that I could. Uh, how would you introduce yourself to the audience today? Okay, so if I'm introducing myself to the audience, it would be very formal. But if I had to introduce myself to your mom, it would be a different conversation altogether. So okay. for the wow. purposes of us talking to the audience, I would say that my title is quite a long one. Like you need to inhale, take a deep breath and then introduce yourself. But in a nutshell, I'd like to refer to myself just as Fatima Ross. Um, you know, I... I'm the content and creative director at Engagement Factory, also looking after the marketing initiatives, but the two goes hand in hand. Um, and I feel very fortunate to um, be at Engagement Factory, particularly in today's digital age. And I would just like to say to the audience, I am very happy to be here and then accommodate the conversation for today. Fantastic. And if you would explain to my mom what you're doing, what are you doing? Right. So that is a little bit of a difficult question because I've never really met your mom. So I was thinking about the, the context just prior to me having this discussion with you. And I would say that I am in the dating business, to put it very, very simply. I take what's happening in the digital space. I try to inject it with feeling and with passion. And I try to build long establishing relationships with my audience so I would say to your mom I date I mean the dating business and I date at scale <laughs> 
she might have a different opinion of me, but um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it might it might be the um, is that how you would define marketing? I think marketing is about creating that relationships and that bonds between brands and people. I think mm-hmm. for me. I have a passion for people and I have a passion for marketing and you never really switch off when you're in this creative space and if you're in the digital space. You're always looking at people, studying what it is that they do, studying how they do things, having a look at brands and seeing how does brands actually fit into their world because when we think about brands, we think about our brand as the most important thing because that's what it is that we want to get across to the marketplace. But when we look at it in the bigger context of people, people's lives continue and what matters to them might not necessarily be your brand right then at that specific moment. You know, I take it from myself. Um, I'm a mom and I have to wear a mom hat and, you know, I'm a career woman and I have to wear that hat or I go to gym and then I kind of want to wear a fitness hat in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. a fitness hat. I'm not really that fit. And when I'm living my life, um, how do I think about how brands actually fit into it and how is it that I want to communicate to a brand? And for me, Mm -hmm. bridging that gap and making the connection real between what a brand's potential is in the world of an individual not I don't think about marketing as a segment or I don't think about marketing as a target audience I think about relationships and connections as something very meaningful and very specific Mm -hmm. and I think about a segment of one because we have the technology that allows that level of ability and we communicate on a one-to-one on a very personalized basis with people as and when they require it so that's how I think about marketing within the digital space and that's how I think that things would evolve moving forward. Um, and, and when you look, because right now we have a role that is spawning, I don't know, maybe 2 billion people or <laughs> going from South Africa to Europe and the Middle East. Um, do you see any kind of differences in, in how things are being approached? Good question, King Salt. I think definitely. I think... Cultural influences play a big role. I'm learning about my colleagues in the UAE. I'm learning about my Dutch colleagues. I'm looking at similarities between what happens with us here and how things are working in the Nordic region, as an example, because of our global expanse and more recently now as well, the influence of our big brother Blend360 and our US counterparts. There is similarities amongst all of us, and that is, you know, the need to be human and the need to be sincere Mm -hmm. and the need to um, live in a world, I think, today where... It's a crazy world that we live in. I mean, there's so many things that influence our everyday in the news. There's so many things with regards to the pandemic that has happened. But the one thing that I think brings us together as um, a company is 
the fact that we all strive towards the same thing and that's the need to be human and to be genuine and to be sincere and when it is that you look at how it is that you communicate to people how it is that you treat people and how it is that we relate to people it all stems from um, a similar sort of background and yes there are some nuances and there are a few minor differences in some of the regions um, which influences and impacts your communication strategy and how you roll it out in those specific markets. But if we just keep our focus on the, the, the main goal and the main prize, and that is not only do we want to ensure that, you know, the, the, the wheels of, of capitalism keep churning, but it's more about making sure that it is sustainable and how do you create that level of sustainability and how do you create that level of scalability where even though it is that you're growing big and you're growing um, at a rapid pace as an organization, that you still have that human interaction and that human connection with people across device, across various geolocations, as well as across, um, you know, um, internet screens as and yeah. Zoom meetings and team meetings and so on and so forth. So for me, I think that communication, first of all, is, is critical and is paramount. Um, second of all, the establishment of relationships. It's not something that you can say this is who it is who I am and you can trust me and you can like me and I can do everything that it is that I can for you it's something that needs to be earned it's it's a privilege and you need yeah. to make sure that people that it is that you're engaging with have that level of trust in what it is that you that you promise so do mm -hmm. what you say and you know, say what you do and do what you say and do it 120%. Um, yeah. For me, that's, um, I think, one of the reasons why Engagement Factory um, has grown to the level that it has grown because of that level of transparency and because of that level of um, authenticity um, mm -hmm. in today's day and age. Yeah, because maybe for the people that don't know Engagement Factory, Engagement Factory is an agency that was created in Netherlands by I think three guys and <laughs> with some some cool stories I think some of them came from Philips and some other industry and they wanted to provide digital marketing services um, and one of the things that struck me when I met I think Joss mm -hmm. uh, who's one of the founders uh, was that they had the like the no offices policy already back then so We, we, we don't have an, an office. We are everywhere and we can be everywhere. Exactly. Like why limit and why sort of um, box yourself into a specific norm? Because we work predominantly in automation technology, but now with a more serious focus on my division, which is um, content and creative, I feel that... Um, You know, that culture and that ethos that was inspired by Yas, um, Pankras, as well as Stuart is still mm -hmm. spreading through into the organization today. There's no 
hierarchy. Everything is a very flat sort of um, relationship that it is that they have they have with us, which mm-hmm. is really awesome as well. Um, yeah. It's about not having to knock on a CEO's door um, if something is not going well or you're not feeling great about something. They roll up their sleeves and they in the trenches with us and they support us. Mm-hmm. And you always yeah. feel that level of connection and you always feel that level of support. Um, my COO, which is Pankras, um, would mm-hmm. check in with me every single day just to make sure that things are progressing as they should. How is the team feeling? Um, are you guys feeling comfortable with what it is that you're doing? He's not asking about the deliveries. He's asking about the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that for me is really inspirational because strong leadership um, um you know, when you have strong leaders, then you have teams that really aspire to feel motivated to be themselves and they're feeling comfortable and they're always delivering their best work. And yeah. I can accredit that very strongly to um, my leadership team. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's very unique. Uh, and not being output driven, but being people centric and believing that if you are yeah, focusing on the people, the output will come. And the results will even be better than just looking at how many pieces of content have you created of what have you done today. So that, that's really that's really interesting approach. Um, but that's a good change. Um, so you, you you carry a, a lot of hats, as you explained. So the fitness mom uh, career <laughs> marketer thought leader etc etc um how, how do you keep your energy and how do you find inspiration to enrich yourself well if you don't feel stressed and you love what you do then you don't actually feel like you're working. You absolutely need to have a passion for what it is that you do. And as I mentioned earlier, when you asked me a question like about my career and what it is that I've done in order to get here, if you're constantly not switching off because this is what inspires you, if you're reading about things that um, make you feel excited at the opportunities that it presents, then you don't really feel as if you have to demarcate certain areas in your life. Um, I could be listening to um, King Salt's podcast while I'm running on the treadmill and listening to other thought leaders and also feel really inspired by their views and how it is that they look at things. I could be um, in the kitchen cooking a meal and be brainstorming with my team around how it is that we do layouts on certain Mm. campaign assets in order to get people excited. And also when we have a look then at the underlying reasons on the difference between I think customer intelligence versus business intelligence and we dive a level deeper to more the data driven side of things on how people are interacting engaging with our content pieces then it mm-hmm. also makes you feel really inspired and it also puts a couple of your hypotheses to the fore where you know that certain triggers or certain words or certain behaviors or certain actions won't really inspire the best results for our clients and if you don't you know if you don't think about these things if you don't think about it um, in isolation but you think about it overall in terms of your own life and how it is that you um, do things I think um, 
you don't really feel exhausted at the end of the day. You just feel like you want to get up and you want to keep doing your best. It's like when you run on a treadmill and you have a look at your time. And yes, you'll have a day where you feel low and you're not feeling like yourself. But then there'll be days where you're doing really great and you're performing at your personal best. And the thing is just keep up and keep at it and keep pushing to be the best version of yourself in whichever area of your life that you're in. Yeah. It's not always yeah, going to be right. sunshine and, and roses. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be mm-hmm. days where you're going to feel really exhausted and tired. Um, but if you just also allow yourself that level of breathing space, but know that it's just temporary and we get up and we try again and we try harder because we never fail backwards. We always fail forwards and everything is always a lesson in order to help us pursue that um, level of success for ourselves. It might not be the best in terms of the industry, but for what it is that I'm outputting for myself, if I know that I've poured my heart and soul into it and that was the best I could do, then that's good Mm -hmm. enough. Uh, How do you deal when customers will tell you it's not good enough? I mean, we, at the end of the day, we always have someone to, to reply to, so. Absolutely, if they feel that, that it's, yeah. oh, I would want to find out why. What mm-hmm. makes it so impractical or impersonal for them? There's a reason yeah. why they're saying that and there's a reason why they're being so honest about it. They're not, if they're telling you I'm not happy with this, they're not kicking you out of the door. They're telling you I'm giving you a chance to make it better. So what is the underlying message and what is the underlying problem that it is that I need to solve? Did I misunderstand? Why is it that they're feeling this way? And then I would go back towards um, solutionizing and then realizing potentially maybe we didn't understand the complete business problem. Potentially the client meant something said something but meant something else and if Mm -hmm. you again have that conversation with your customer where they feel you're not performing your best but you showcase how it is that you're going to fix it and you transparent with them every single step of the way I think that inspires that level of confidence again. So you can earn their trust back and you can fix what they see as potentially wrong and I think um, as long as we keep showing them that we will make sure that they feel better and more confident and more comfortable, not only about the delivery, but basically about what the end result of the delivery is going to bring in terms of revenue to the organization, that I think is the most important thing when it comes to the client. So what is it that it is that I'm doing today? And how does it impact my revenue for tomorrow? And if we are able to showcase how it is that we bridge that gap, then I think that we're onto a winning formula. That's completely sense. What, what, what I do like about about that piece is the um, uh, key on understanding where people are coming from, understanding where the misunderstanding is coming from. So where why did things go wrong? Try to rectify them, um, and then try to make it better. I, I, I think that's kind of a good link to to one of the questions I had in mind about what would you advise people starting their career. Um, I think I believe that one piece would be the feedback piece you touched. 
upon, uh, be open to feedback and, and do something with it because uh, your feedback is a gift. What else would you recommend to someone starting their career now if you, if you would see uh, uh, young Fatima uh, coming out of school, what would you tell her? You know, that's a really awesome question. I'm going to I'm going to tell you like if I had to look back at 18-year-old Fatima and look at where it is that I am today, the first thing that I would tell myself is don't be so sensitive. Like people used to just talk loudly and I would burst into tears or people would give me criticism and I would take that so, so very personally. So the first thing that I would tell myself is don't take it personally. The second thing that I would tell myself is like always be the hardest worker in the room. And I feel that quite passionately and I feel that quite fervently. And the reason for that is because that is an ethos that I've, I've always lived by. But I feel still as women that particularly in what is predominantly still a male-dominated industry, people don't really listen in order to understand. People listen in order to have an opinion. And I think that's mm -hmm. the differences in the two working collaboratively side to side. Men mm. seem to have a very strong opinion about something that needs to happen and how it needs to happen. And the women want to come in and they want to understand the big picture. They would want mm. to understand the why. They would want to understand it from a different point of view. And I would teach myself, my younger self, the difference in balancing and how it is that I communicate to um, both genders. So when I am speaking to my male counterparts, I take emotion out of it completely. It's about mm -hmm. logic. It's about I want this. This is my delivery date and deadline, and I'm expecting that. So it's all about how it is that I feel with my team they understand things. Whereas mm -hmm. when I'm speaking to my female counterparts, um, it's also about understanding the story. We like to talk, like I've been talking a lot now and you've been listening quite mm -hmm. a lot, um, Sultan. So <laughs> credit to you for that. But um, my my female colleagues, they would, they would give me the time of day in order for me to tell them the story. I can paint the picture. I can describe mm -hmm. it with a, with, a, with a couple of fluffy words, but they get the gist of what it is that I'm trying to achieve, but they need the context. They need the overall mm -hmm. picture. They need the story. And then efficiently, we get it done. And we're also way better at multitasking because of the various many hats and sects, et cetera, that it is that we wear. Not that men are really bad at it, but I think that, you know, traditionally females have been a lot better at it. Um, and I stand by that. So the other thing that I think finally what it is that I want to tell myself is like, just have a passion for what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in retail. I worked in media. I worked um, for agency, um, I've worked on client side, and right now I feel very comfortable with where I'm at. And I think I've really found my passion because 
data is something that inspires me. It's the why. It's the questions mm-hmm. that I'm always asking myself. It's the technology side of things because it's always evolving and there's always something new and it's always something that is um, extremely fascinating for me. And the pace at which it is that we can work and then creative in making these things and actually seeing it come to life, talking to people, um, which is another passion of mine. So it comes full circle. And if you don't have that drive and that energy and that passion, then you're not going to really survive in the industry. It's it's fast paced. It's long hours. It's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of force. You're going to get a lot of disappointments. Don't take it personally. Brush yourself off and try again and try harder. Um, just keep failing forward. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. How can people um, connect with you, uh, Fatima? What is the best way for people to, to reach out to you? Uh, can send me an email, fatima.ross at engagementfactory.com or you can check out my LinkedIn profile, Fatima Ross for Fantastic. Engagement Factory. Yeah. Cool stuff. So um, I really want to thank you for the present of sharing your Yeah, your thoughts and your ideas uh, with me and, and with the people that are listening or watching this. Um, I wish you a fantastic day. Um, I hope you'll have a great day and a great weekend. And I awesome. look forward to speaking with you again. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Sultan. This was like really refreshing. Um, it was a lovely break from my day. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. And if you managed to give me a couple of airtime minutes, then thank you to the listeners as well. Um, I really thought, though, that the interview would be very different in that, like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite color? This is really <laughs> <laughs> insightful. Thank you um, for allowing us the airtime and for me being a part of your story as well. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Fatima. And uh, have a great day and enjoy your favorite food. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Digital Explained to My Mom, the podcast that cuts through the marketing wah-wah. If you like the podcast, please rate it with five stars on iTunes or the podcasting app you use. Remember that sharing is caring, so feel free to share with your friends and colleagues. You will find the show notes on our website, digitalexplaintomymom.com. I'm looking forward for your feedback, ideas, and more. So let's connect on LinkedIn. My name is Sultan Simnali or on Twitter where I go by the name of Sultanology. The music you have heard is from bensound.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.